Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast, everybody. This is Antonio Denisi with you, as always. Joining me, Eric and Keenan. How are we tonight, fellas? What is going on? Doing good. Doing good. I mean, I'm just ready for another week of football. This week was a little bit uh, lackluster on the offensive side, so hoping this next week is going to be a little bit better. Yeah, it's time to get that offense back. Um, we got accustomed to it for the first few weeks there. Um, we loved, we love, we love um, a lot of touchdowns, and a lot of points being put up. So hopefully, we get back to that. Yeah, it definitely. It felt like a pretty rough week. It uh, was definitely a low-scoring week. Uh, not many big performances by the big players. So, I mean, I mean, let's talk about Brandon McManus for a second. He, if he was a running back and a wide receiver, he would have been fourth in scoring. He had six field goals, 24 fantasy points, basically beat uh, New England himself, 18 to 12. That was uh, that was pretty funny. Um, no, but seriously, I mean, your top performers were Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, Deshaun Watson, and Anthony Ferkser. And I'm going to assume Anthony Ferkser wasn't started in many leagues. And people were probably <laughs> – yeah, the tight tight end for uh, for the Titans after uh, Johnny Smith went down. But, uh, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't play Julio because they were afraid of that injury – so you got two of the top four players that were really kind of played. So uh, the threshold for players was pretty low. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think I was telling you guys in our chat at like 2 PM, I looked and like seven out of the nine games at the one o'clock slate were one team still had no, hasn't scored yet. It was still zero. Yeah. It was yeah. Definitely weird. Definitely weird. It was, wasn't as fun to watch uh, um, red zone for sure. <laughs> watching, I didn't think about uh, that. Watching, I was watching punts happen. I'm like, what the heck? And then I like updated my. Uh, I don't. I usually don't check the scores until like after the, the four o'clock games of my fantasy games. But I looked halfway through to one game, and the score was twelve to 11, twelve to eleven. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and all my players were playing. I'm like, twelve points. Yeah, they're they're really. Uh... Not not a lot of, uh, like I said, not a lot of top performances uh, this week from some big guys, uh, but we're going to we're going to go over that today. So first off, I want to make sure you're all following us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. You can find me at Antonio Denisi FF. You can find Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. And you can find Eric at Eric D underscore FF. Uh, thanks again for everybody that is here spending some time with us. Hopefully your week six went well. Hopefully you're sitting there at six and oh, five and one or four and two. But if you're three and three, you're still going. If you're two and four, you are still going. Believe it or not, if you are oh and six, you are still in this. We got another seven weeks, maybe eight weeks for some weird people, nine weeks for the crazy people uh, until playoffs kind of start. So uh, I'm pretty excited for uh, for week seven coming up here. And I just want to reiterate, uh, sorry, what our rundown is going to look like. We got our studs and duds. Go over some of that. Go over some rookies that have been showing up. Uh, talk about the ad drops. Have our uh, SS stream boat with our, with our streamers uh, for the week. And then uh, finish it up with impress and stress. Uh, we've gotten some great feedback and we're going to work on uh, tightening up everything that uh, we talk about so we can hit more uh, directly for you guys. Uh, or gals that are listening to us. Uh, so to reiterate real quick on how this low scoring week was, uh, the quarterback running back and wide receiver had a drastic 
decrease in the amount of points. So as a quarterback, the threshold to hit the top 12 on a general week to week basis, it's, it's 21 points, a little over 21 this week. It was only 16 points. And that's in four point per passing touchdown. So basically 300 yards and a touchdown, 250 yards and 20 rushing yards and a touchdown. So again, not a lot uh, running back to be a running back to a top 24. Usually it's around 14 points this week. It was only nine, five point difference. That was, that's massive. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, your top five was Derrick Henry, Kenyon, Drake, Deandre Swift, Donald or Ronald Jones and uh, CEH. So you keep going down the list. You have, you see JD McKissick's, you see David Johnson, you see Adrian Peterson, uh, Giovanni Bernard, Daryl Williams was hitting some up there. So uh, you had some guys that really want to start in a lot of leagues and then your wide receiver. Usually it's all about 15 and a half, 16 points to be a top 24 uh, wide receiver two or better. And this week it was only 12 and a half. So I think it's just an outlier. Don't worry if you had a really low scoring week. Um, I know a lot of my leagues I was in did. I think we're going to have a good bounce back going into week seven. I think this happens once a year though. I, I don't have anything to back it up, but I feel like there's always that one week where I'm like, where are my, all my points going to come from this week? Well, you're right. It was, it was definitely an outlier. Um, like I said, I was looking up all those points for, for each of the weeks and there, there wasn't many weeks at all that all three of the positions collectively were as low as they were. There might've been one. I think there was, you know, a week where running backs were low and uh, wide receivers were low. And for the most part, quarterbacks been pretty high. Like usually it's been like 25 plus points to be uh, a top uh, a quarterback one. And yeah, I don't know. I think everything's just going to bounce right back. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, make sure to check us out on YouTube. You can find us over there. Check out uh, what those voices really do look like. Pretty handsome. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Let that decision be yours. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about some injuries. Eric, are you awake? Yeah. Good morning. I'm here. <laughs> Zach Ertz, uh, unfortunately, is going to be out. Uh, for potentially three to four weeks. And uh, then you have uh, Dallas Goddard coming back in potentially a week or two. So the ankle injury for Zach Ertz is, and that could be even longer. Um, You know, ankles can linger. And if Goddard comes back and he's doing well, then. Yeah. It won't be be interesting. I won't be surprised if he doesn't play uh, rest of the season. Oh, wow. I would say at least a month. Yeah, definitely at least a month for sure. But um, yeah, Goddard, Goddard's at least a week or two away. It sounds like, but check him out if he's if he's on your waiver wire. If he if he's not on someone's IR, you have to grab him. Look at McCaffrey. Um, yeah, McCaffrey. Well, they said what two to three weeks initially, and then what are we pushing seven weeks now? Six weeks. Yeah, I think it was yeah, right around a three to four week thought. And yeah, we're we're definitely at least two weeks beyond uh, what they thought was. But I have to think that Mike Davis has something to do with it. Um, Miles Miles Sanders, though, as the injuries just keep adding up for Philadelphia, uh, he's going to be out for uh, one to two weeks as uh, he injured himself as well. And uh, there's a chance that he is going to be out for potentially. Two to well, one to two weeks. It didn't sound like it was anything uh, too crazy. 
Um, but I think that uh, I forgot, sorry to mention it's a knee injury, um, but it, it sounds like it might just be one or two weeks. But the thing that scares me is week nine is their bye week. So if Boston Scott does well this week, which we'll talk about later, and then he does well the next week, and there's a chance he might miss three weeks. What did they play week eight? Do you have that handy? Um, I'll, I'll check that out for you. But you can uh, chat real quick on uh, your thoughts of Miles Sanders. I, you know, he was one. He was one fumble away from being a uh, having a great game. I don't know if anyone caught that um, play where he broke. I don't know, 60 yard, 60 yard run. And then he fumbled at the five and then uh, someone recovered. I forgot who recovered it. It was a 74 yard run. He was a, he was a, he was almost at a uh, Kenyon Drake um, um, performance. Yeah. They they played Dallas by the way. So the giants in Dallas. Okay. All right. So yeah, he he might, they might not play him because it's not, anything. It's two division matchups though. And they do need the wins, but yeah, it is. Boston Scott could could do well at least against uh, Dallas. Um, like I said, we'll talk about him a little later. Um, it, it, but yeah, he had two back to back seventy plus yard runs, and yeah, he fumbled. And then uh, who uh, I'm trying to think? It was JJ. It was JJ Arcega Whiteside. He recovered the fumble, and then he got a two point conversion. So he actually had eight points without even having a catch. How mad were you? Uh, I was pretty upset when I saw that uh, he had a really long run, and then somehow the Eagles scored a touchdown because I was watching the game and I saw him breaking a run. And then my son distracted me for a second. And I came back up and all of a sudden I think Whiteside has the football in the end zone. <laughs> I was like, Oh man, what's yeah. going on here? Um, no, but it was uh, frustrating that he's going to be injured and uh, hopefully they can all get healthy. But uh, yeah, Joe Mixon as well. Gosh, I'm just my my teams are getting killed. I got a lot of Mixon and Miles Sanders, but uh, it sounds like he's going to be okay uh, and he's going to come back and play. But you have to you have to be on the lookout for Giovanni Bernard um, if he wasn't grabbed at all. But uh, he definitely is missing practice, and I think they're keeping him out with the foot injury just so they can protect him. But I think Friday Saturday is what you really got to pay attention to. Yeah. Mark Ingram, is this something I don't want to say people have been – let's not use the term waiting because we never want an injury, but do you think that – they said he had an ankle injury and they said it's not very severe, but J.K. Dobbins didn't get much work. Gus Edwards seemed to get the work when he was absent. But what are you thinking if Mark Ingram sits a week or two? Well, they're on their bye week, I'm sorry. So when he comes back – and he sits. What are you thinking? I'm still okay. Like J.K. Dobbins is going to get more opportunities than he got before, so he he's still going to get his his time to shine, and it's really going to be in his hands. I feel like. Yeah. Will he get the opportunities though? Like that's the thing. If Gus Edwards I, just got him. Yeah, but just throughout, if you look at the entire season, they've been using all three of them. I mean, not J.K. Dobbins, not really as much, but. They're they're giving carries to all of them. Yeah, I think I yeah. think they're just gonna have to give it to Dobbins because look what happened in with um, the Chargers real quick here. Um, we all thought that Kelly was gonna um, get the touches there, and because J- Jackson wasn't getting the touches before Eckler's injury, and then Justin Jackson seems like he's you know he's out, he he definitely has more snaps and more touches than 
than Josh Joshua Kelly does right now. Yeah, and maybe that's a, a team looking at it as, hey, there's a veteran presence, some leadership coming in over the rookie and a rookie in Kelly that has had some fumbling issues. But I don't know. I mean, J.K. Dobbins was more efficient if you consider nine for 28 more efficient. But <laughs> Edwards was 14 for 24, but he got the touchdown. I just can't. Um, I just can't imagine how they don't get Dobbins more touches. I know. It would make hashtag, it would make no sense for them to not give him more touches. Yeah, hashtag free JK especially, Dobbins. Yeah, especially if Ingram doesn't play. I mean, especially in the passing game. Yeah. Gas Edwards isn't going to do that, and exactly, you know, yeah. it's, Lamar Jackson is struggling to throw the ball down the field. You would think they would, you know, use Dobbins more in the pass game too to help to help Jackson, but. Uh, he's yeah i mean he he's visibly struggling statistically wise he actually hasn't been too far off from last season but yeah he's got i know i don't want to say only 346 yards but uh he's got he's only on pace for like 900 yards right now so him rushing a lot less and and a lot less attempts you're hoping that Dobbins and can come in and, and start getting more of the workload. I mean, that was 23 carries after Mark Ingram went down for the two yeah. of them. So that's really nice if Dobbins can be getting 15 to 18 of those touches in that kind of an offense. Uh, so you're definitely holding him through the bye week. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any player I would have been dropping for for J.K. Dobbins. So you got to keep J.K. Dobbins. Potential. I would have dropped to yeah no exactly the potential is gonna is there it's gonna happen uh, whether it's in a week or two which I'm hoping it will after their bye week a lot of teams tend to get that fixed out you know DeAndre Swift DeAndre Swift um, as we'll talk about in a second they did that uh, switcheroo kind of when uh, when their bye week happened so it seems to pan out a lot uh, speaking of those guys though we're gonna talk about our studs and the rookies they're here to stay I think guys we talked about rookie wide receivers last week and the impact they've had so far. Well, hello to the rookie running backs. Uh, you know, we know that CEH, Jonathan Taylor and James Robinson have been doing well, but uh, DeAndre Swift came out of nowhere, had 14 carries, 116 yards, two touchdowns, wound up being a running back three overall in PPR. Uh, Angie P- Adrian Peterson also had a lot of carries. You know, he had more than Swift did, but do you think that this is finally Swift's time, Eric? That's the that's the only thing. It's like it was bound to happen. You could tell they 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 were giving him touches. You know, even in the first game, he dropped that touchdown pass, and they were still giving him touches after that. But are they going to go back to their old ways and just still not give him the touches, just as they did with Carry On? You know, Carry On showed flashes and looked great in games, and then the next game they would give all the carries to Legarrette Blunt. So, you know, I don't know. It's We'll see how it plays out. I'm in the mindset that I'm I'm thinking they'll smarten up and and use him. You know, they spent the draft capital on him. It's it would make no sense for them not to. Uh, you know, just like just like the Ravens with Dobbins, but but yeah, we'll we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, with how well he did, he was only he only played 37 percent of the snaps. So like I said, he had less carries than Peterson, and then had the 37 percent of snaps. So I I just hope. Matt Patricia doesn't sit there and is like, hey, I'm Bill Belichick. I'm going to rotate three running backs. I'm going to confuse everybody, and then we're going to win games that way. I just don't – like, don't do that, man. Can you like, imagine if he got 60%? Oh. 
uh, it would be great. Like if he can get 18 to 20 touches, he should be getting 20 plus. But if he can get 18 to 20 touches, you're talking about a full force top 10 running back. Like no doubt. So, oh yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. Keep him there. Uh, CEH, we saw him do some damage with a career high 161 yards against the Bills uh, on Monday night. Uh, 26 carries, 161 yards, no touchdown. Uh, was one of the being the running back five overall. Uh, Le'Veon Bell couldn't play because of the COVID protocols, but did this secure for you guys that CEH is the starter, like hands down? He's lucky he didn't, he didn't fumble there towards the end. <laughs> Um, or, or it would have been an issue, but I think, I think that's his backfield. I really do. I, I can't see Le'Veon Bell who hasn't, hasn't learned to play book yet. Not that it's probably not that it can't, is that difficult for a running back to learn, but it seems like Mahomes trusts him. Seems like Andy Reid trusts, trusts, uh, Claire. Yeah. I, it's his backfield and, until, until further notice it's that I, you're starting Hilaire in your lineup. Yeah, not not only that, but even Andy Reid told him, uh, told Clyde that, you know, it, his job is secure. He doesn't have to worry about anything. Just go out and do him. So, you know, I think it's it's kind of what everybody's expecting is that Le'Veon Bell's there to just replace everybody else. You know, the Dar- Daryl Williams and, you know, those guys. Darwin Thompson. Yeah, if you have those guys, you should be worried. Yeah, I think uh, – yeah, I agree with you guys. I agree with you guys there. Uh, so, JT, Jonathan Taylor uh, had over 100 total yards, no touchdown yet, but he was running back eight. Uh, he's got – you know, this guy, his breakout's coming. Like, <laughs> please buy low on Jonathan Taylor if you guys have an ability to do so. It's just – every like I said, the breakout is coming. His schedule just – it has to be one of the best in the NFL uh, this week after his bye week. Uh, he plays Detroit at Detroit, which, you know, not worried. Uh, home against Baltimore, which, uh, you know, that could be a little bit of a of a tough matchup. But then they're at Tennessee, Green Bay, Tennessee again, Houston, Vegas, Houston. Championship is Pittsburgh. I mean, you're talking about the next nine games only being worried about possibly Baltimore and Pittsburgh. The guy is going to eat what say you eric who is it about jonathan taylor do you think he's a do you think he's a i mean we obviously know he's a great by low but do you think he's going to be a top five running back rest of season top five i don't know um i don't think he's getting enough touches guys i really don't yeah he's been given the opportunity it's just i don't know it's Top five, I don't think it'll be top five. I'm definitely going to be in a, a running back one, you know, top 12. Definitely top 10, I think, but more the back end. I, I don't think he can get into the top five. Well, when I, uh, I mean, yeah, Keenan, you go. When, uh, who, what's what's the running back that got hurt there? Um, what's his name? Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. Yeah, when Marlon Mack got injured, I honestly thought he was going to start getting – I thought JT was going to start getting 20, 25 carries a game. I, carries alone, plus 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 receptions in the passing game. It just hasn't happened yet. No, it hasn't. And he's he's definitely not gotten as much from week two when he had 28 touches. But he's had at least 13, oh, 12. He's had at least 12 touches 
Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. He's had at least 14 touches in every game since then. Is that enough? It's not enough, but he's the kind of player that can make it enough. He's been extremely efficient over four yards of carry in each game. Uh, he's had a, He's got a touchdown in, you know, he's got three touchdowns so far. But, I mean, you know that he's the kind of guy that can do it when they give him the ball. And they're not they're not going to keep splitting and giving Jordan Wilkins the ball. Like, they they may be looking foolish, but they can't keep being foolish the whole time. Phillip Rivers is not looking good. No, he's not. Yeah, they, they need to give him more carries. I mean, def, I definitely have him as a top five dynasty running back, if that's, you know, that means anything. But for redraft, I don't, I don't think you can. I, I think part of that comes down to as well, though, maybe how Phillip Rivers has been faring or somewhat more of game script. Because if you look at the games where he had the most carries, he did it against Minnesota, he did it against Chicago. Those are two probably the two best defense they faced. So the game script was probably them trying to run the ball and kill the clock and get over that. You know what I mean? And ironically, I just want to double-check the stats, Phillip Rivers' lowest passing games of the season – was Minnesota and Chicago. Other than that, he's been over 240 yards, three out of the other four games. So I, I feel like when they're going to be playing these other defenses that maybe aren't, they're going to be not as, uh, they'll be less susceptible to the run. That's where he's going to take over. And like we were just talking about bye weeks. I think this is the bye week that's going to happen for Indianapolis that they're going to realize JT's the guy. Let him dance. Excuse me. I hope so. Hope you're right, Antonio. Um, yeah. Uh, I like it. Uh, James Robinson was RB nine this week. He's doing well. We know. Uh, we know how he's been. So they're going to keep feeding him the ball. Uh, we just talked about J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Antonio Gibson. He has had at least eleven touches in every game and has had thirteen catches in his last three games. Uh, I think he's somebody that's also starting to supplant himself. I know uh, McKissick has been uh, getting a lot of catches himself. Eric and I had a little battle for our streams last week. And, uh, yeah, I think Antonio Gibson, same same thing with Washington. Uh, they're going to get smart, and they're going to start giving him the football some more. So I, I think he's a really good buy-low candidate. Uh, I think you can probably uh, – if you can afford wide receivers, I would honestly – I'd trade T. Higgins for Gibson. Maybe Gibson a little plus. Um, probably try to get rid of, like, Marvin Jones for Antonio Gibson. Yeah, good one. Hey, maybe to the right owner. If you've got someone who's deep at running back, and uh, I mean, it's not like he's Nobody's had that big. That. Hey, all right, whatever. Just yeah. you know, thinking of somebody along the lines. Yeah, the Dennis Reagan in their league. All right. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, hey, well, how about you know, try to sell high on a, on on a full Travis Fulgham, and you know, get Antonio Gibson plus. Um, so. Justin Jefferson and Fulgham, you know, speaking of him, more rookies, Justin Jefferson, uh, Travis Fulgham, uh, Chase Claypool, T. Higgins had some great games. Uh, we did talk about them last week, uh, so make sure to check that out if, if you weren't able to so you can hear a little bit more about them. But Antonio Jefferson – or I'm sorry, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, I just want to talk about real quick, okay, because I have to. Nine for 166 and two touchdowns. But hold on, Antonio. How much of that was actually garbage time? Oh, man. All of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. No. <laughs> but he's topped 100 yards in three of his last four games. I – he, Guys, he's he's, he's got to be taken seriously. I mean – He needs to be. I've been taking him seriously since uh, the draft. 
We Rookie. had him. We had him as our number two. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I had Rookie? him as my one. Rookie coming out. Yeah. You had him over CD. I, I'd still take CD right now. I think. I don't know, man. I don't know. We we already heard Dallas coming out saying that they're going to franchise Dak. It's going to happen again, which we kind of presume would happen. It's a smart business decision. Uh, unfortunate for Dak, but I don't know, man. If Kirk yeah, leaves, and then, and then if they work out a long term deal, exp- what if Jameis exactly. Winston? The the offense in in Minnesota already. Sure, yeah, he done it in three what games, about, but what about Donald? Is, is that is that offense going to continue throwing as much as they have been? And you know, when when is it down down the line? Or are they just going to rely on Delvin Cook more? Um, well, that's a problem right there. They don't throw a lot. They've only thrown more than twenty seven times once, and it was last week. So I agree with the notion they don't throw a lot. We talked a lot about Adam Thielen on the show, and the same arguments for I have for Thielen apply for Jefferson, but the big playability is there for Jefferson way beyond Thielen. We've already seen it. We've seen two seventy plus yard touchdowns from Jefferson. Uh, I just, I think that there's a chance Christian Kirk, he will never leave his love for Thielen, but I think there's a chance that he might start becoming a lot more concentrated on just the two of them. Christian Kirk. Oh, sorry, Christian Kirk. <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins. Holy hell. <laughs> sorry. My apologies okay. there. Yeah, he, he's all over. Did Captain you, Kirk. Since you mentioned uh, Christian Kirk or Kirk Cousins, whatever his name is, their coach, Minnesota's coaches, did say that if he keeps throwing interceptions, they're going to be benching him. Now, you're a big Jefferson guy. I'm a big feeling guy. Eric, I think you're kind of in the middle. Does that scare you guys? I don't – was it the coaches that said it though? I I think oh. it, I'm. Pre- I saw I saw a I saw the interview. Kirk Cousins himself well, is okay. the one that said if he continues playing this way, well, then he'll got, be taken out. He's got the insight information then. Yeah. Does that well, still scare you? Because it scares me. No. How is their backup? No, it doesn't scare me. You're not. They're not taking Kirk Cousins out of there. Who's their backup? First of all, let's start there. Their backup's yeah, we'll, name we'll is not thirty million dollars. That's true. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I'll take I'll take a look at that. But listen, he threw three interceptions. He's three interceptions in the was the first half. And then uh, yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, and then and then he you know and then a bunch of garbage time as as Antonio likes to call it. You know they kind of try to crawl it crawl us on his back into the game, which they never had a chance to. He he's costing them games right now, so it's probably cro- co- crossed the coaching staff's mind about benching them. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's. I, I don't think he's going to bench him, but I mean, it's a run first offense. So no matter, I guess who the quarterback is, they're they're not going to be throwing more than thirty plus times a game. Uh, you know, they actually had like. They have like what 170 rushing yards a game, something along the lines of that. And when there was 11, what'd you say? What happened with their running game this past? That's what I was say. When there was 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, they only had 28 rushing yards. Was that Madison's fault, or do you think it just they shut yeah. the defense? It's just the, it was game script. I they went. I mean, they went down 20 to nothing at half. It was. I just, don't think Madison is as as good as everyone thinks. I just. 
I know he had I know he had a hundred yards the previous game when he came in when when Cook got injured, but even in that game he was he was missing wide open holes. He, he like he there was a wide open the one player remember it was a wide open hole here and he just ran in to the lineman to the left I don't know why, um, and it's just I, I mean not necessarily it could have just been a you know the situation you know things happen so quick in in one play but. It's just an example of, you know, I. that's why I think this is why they paid Delvin Cook, because they may have known he's probably not you know, what everyone thinks he really is. Yeah. So, yeah. well, I was just curious, you know, I when I I, I don't know who said it. We got we got to double check that. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is going to definitely affect Thielen and Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if he was benched, then, yeah, I would I would definitely be worried. But, yeah, like you said, who is their backup? I just I don't think, I, I don't think whoever their backup is. I think is it's Sean Mannion. Oh, okay, yeah, the yeah. Sean Mannion. Oh yeah, him. Yeah, him. I could. Um, be, yeah, it's Sean Mannion. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just don't see it happening. Uh, yeah. So, I know. Yeah, that was a lot of a. Uh, I know a tangent off there in the Vikings, but I mean, kind of left off Jefferson himself. But I, I do want to cross that question again real quick so who 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 would you rather have in dynasty cd lamb or justin jefferson keenan uh put me on a spot with that um can i just say push is that okay if you have them both in the same team i do have them in both (laughs) but um I'd rather have Lamb. I think. I. I think. I. I don't know. I. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I. We, you just said that Minnesota's offense is a run, run first offense. That doesn't help me with Jefferson. Where is? When Stack is healthy, is that is Stack going to start continue throwing forty times a game? And if so, then I want Lamb as my wide receiver one in Dynasty. If that makes any sense. Oh, definitely. And I don't think they're going to be able to do enough to their defense this offseason to, to, to really make them that much better to where they're still not going to be in these situations where they're throwing, throwing a bunch, you know, even next year. You know, I'm sure maybe, maybe I think, down the road, but they're still going to have to pay Dak. Even if, and, they, even if they did fix that defense, so I still think they throw more than, they, than Minnesota does. Yeah, but the thing with Minnesota though is that their offense is concentrated on two wide receivers and then some of their tight ends. You know, they have barely been thrown to the running back this year, which I was surprised about. But if Kirk throws twenty-seven times, we know Thielen's been getting his eight or nine. Jefferson will get his six or seven, and then the re- the remaining will go. But I mean, okay. we haven't even hit on Andy Dalton. How crappy that <laughs> Dallas. I guess the bigger question is who's closer to a full-blown rebuild where they let go of the quarterback and, and try to try to get a rookie quarterback in there. See, that's fair because, yeah, we were just talking that Kirk Cousins might be gone from Minnesota. Obviously, his contract will be up. Uh, and if Mike Zimmer is still there, which he sounds like he will be for the foreseeable future, they're going to be a run-first team. Yeah. But – Justin Jefferson just looks so good. I know CD does, and it seems like Dalton loves him. 21 targets in the last two games. He's definitely got the most. Um, 
or it seems like Dalton loves CD, but listen, I, I, you know, I love, Je- I, I, I've loved Jefferson. I had Jefferson as my wide receiver one. So it, I, I am sticking with him as my one. So it's, it, yes, you are definitely pulling hairs, but if you have an opportunity to go get one of them, you definitely should. If you have one of them, it's <laughs> tough for me to say so. Just for me, you know how you're saying Jefferson, he, he he's, has, he's a big play guy. I don't want to have to rely on those big plays, whereas I think CD is going to be just that elite, dominant, wide receiver one, like top wide receiver one or two oh. throughout his career. Oh, oh, oh. I did not say that. I said Jefferson has that ability to make those big plays above Adam Thielen. Now, when it comes to CD Lamb and Jefferson, yeah, they both can make great plays, but Jefferson is very explosive. CD Lamb is too, but like, we've already seen how great he can be as opposed to, to stuck in the middle. So again, yeah, we are kind of pulling hairs at this, but yeah, yeah, they're both great. Um, but we haven't seen a 70 plus yard touchdown from CD yet, and we've seen two from Justin Jefferson. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but no, he wide receiver. Um, let's move on from Justin Jefferson here. Let's talk about uh, Travis Fulgham here. You think he's the next, uh, you know, um, list of, Great late round and undrafted wide receiver gems here. You know, you have Adam Thielen, you have Doug Baldwin, Victor Cruz, Stevie Johnson, Marquise Colson, Antonio Brown, all late or undrafted players. Do, do we have a star in the making here who's drafted, I think, in the sixth round, I want to say? Yeah, he was drafted in the sixth round by uh, Old Dominion. Um, yeah, not somebody – I mean, I knew the name like when we were looking at you know, all the rookies and doing our research and everything, but I never looked much more beyond that at all. Uh, but it's, it's, it's tough to pass up. He's scored in three straight games and he's got 23 targets in the last two games. Zach Hertz went down. We don't know if Jeffrey's coming back. We don't know Deshaun Jackson's back. We know Rager's not there. Goddard's not there. Uh, it might just be Fulgham playing by himself as a wide receiver. <laughs> poor, poor Carson. Wentz will <laughs> <laughs> just be chucking the ball up and he'll say, oh, Fulgham. Just he gonna did, toss it up. He did have a bad drop. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, saw. he did. He, yeah, he, he did. A really bad drop. I was like, "Ooh, buddy." Um, but that's yeah, and that's still some of those rookie tendencies coming through. But man, a lot of it's showing a little bit better than that rookie tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, Chase Claypool scored again. Uh, he's getting used all over, guys. It's it's looking like he might. Why is he their number? Yeah, is he their number one? Just like, give me a quick week. yes or no. Yes, I said it last week. I'm sticking to it. Quick, yes, Eric. yes, yeah. Until further notice, yes. All right, I'm saying no, and I'm saying Juju's still a buy low. Uh, T. Higgins, we have to talk about him real quick. I think we need to talk he... about Juju real quick since we're on. Uh, there. Well, here we go. He he's worrying me, like oh, for this year, not long term, but for this year, he is worrying me. I don't know if him and Big Ben got in a fight or you know, off the field or something, but I mean, he's, he still is on pace for 110 targets and 110 targets still should get you a good 75 catches for Juju. Um, not where we were maybe anticipating, but you know, before the buy there, well moved by, he did pretty well. He had, uh, you know, at least 40 catches and a touchdown and, or a touchdown each of the games or 40 yards. And, uh, 17 catches total. I got to go back and watch watch the game film. Maybe I'll try to catch the Pittsburgh game this week, but Juju is in such a great situation. 
and him struggling worries me because is there any better situation for any wide receiver to be than in Pittsburgh right now? You have Claypool, you have Johnson, you have Juju. So, so the defense isn't concentrating on just one wide receiver. They're concentrating on three guys. You also have a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing the ball, and then you also have a great running game in Connor and Snell. That offense is stacked. So now, for me, the reason he worries me is he's not producing in that offense. Uh, he's not producing, but he was the first three games. What did you say? Is better than when he, the situation he had when he when he was a rookie with with Antonio Brown. It's better because he's the one, not the two, I guess, on paper. But that might not be better because he's seeing all the better coverage. That's what I said. That's what I, said. I got to go back and see what kind of coverage he's facing. If he's, it, he's just, it looks like Big Ben's not even looking his way sometimes. And and part of that, I think, is in place because that's just how Pittsburgh's offense has always been. We talked about last week the rotation of wide receiver threes and how well they produce those guys. But they're twos and threes. I mean, you saw James Washington now come up, and, and, and he led the team Washington in receiving – I mean, that's the thing. It's just they both did well because Juju did not. So is that the case of they just wanted Juju to get, get you know, be the distraction, take the coverage because they know Claypool and Washington could manhandle Cleveland? Uh, and, you know, they were up 38-7. Did they really need Juju? I mean, but look at Claypool. He only had four receptions, but they still somehow – almost forced the ball to him by making it by um, running the ball with him as well. Right. Usually that's Juju getting that, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's just, just a lot of red flags there. It is. And they're actually, I mean, they're, they're throwing the ball a bit less than anticipated too. Uh, You know, he's got, when you're up 30 on on the Browns, I don't think you need to throw the ball. Well, that's true. But I mean, just him, him, him in general, uh, you know, he's on pace for the lowest amount of attempts since, you know, 2016. Well, actually, since he's played a full season, it's been his lowest attempt since 2012 on yeah. pace for at least. So, I mean, you, you're going to hope that comes up. And if that comes up, Juju should bounce back. Um, so T Higgins real quick. He's his usage is increasing. AJ Green had a great game and T Higgins still had a great game. It seems like Tyler Boyd got affected. I really think he is legit. He's got eight targets in at least three out of four games. I think he needs he's a must add and he's he's actually really getting close to a, a start, you know. I'm starting him. Yeah, I'm flexing him in one of my leagues. <clears throat> Six for 125. That's you can't you cannot ignore those numbers. You can't, yeah. He's not getting the touchdowns yet, but they're coming. But you know, again, we talked about it before the connection between Joe Burrow and T. Higgins working out before the NFL draft. And happen to get drafted in the same team. It's just that is true chemistry that's going to continue. All right. We're going to slide down just a little bit more. The Titans just had an overall great game. Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, uh, Tannehill all had fantastic weeks. Derrick Henry topped 200 yards for the third time since 2018. He's just a man's man. But the NFL has only had six 200-yard rushers since 2018. So he's got half of them. Uh, he, he's definitely great. They set a franchise record for offensive yards. Uh, are the Titans legit? They're not guys. Cheating. They're not cheating. They're legit. You see what Mike Vrabel did? Got that extra time out with three minutes to go. Scumbag. But <laughs> he plays chess. He plays well, chess while everybody plays checkers. Uh, they're more, good. more Belichick guys. They're good. They're good. They're, are they going to, are they going to beat Kansas city in the playoffs? No, they're good. 
I don't know. They're playing. Uh, they got Pittsburgh at home this week. Is that We're a talk about that? Uh, I'm gonna double check. I, I mean, it definitely. If that's it not might a, not be. I'm gonna be really upset if it's not. Yeah, it might not be. It might not be. Um, but uh, Tannehill, I want to talk about him because he's officially hit 16 games last week. Um, so just about a full season. Uh, well, a, a full season as a Tennessee Titan, and. He threw the second most pass attempts last week that he has since becoming a Titan. That's including last year and this year. And wound up having uh, the most touchdowns and the second most yards. So here's a 16-game pace. 4,110 yards, 35 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and 9 yards per attempt, which would lead the league, the yards per attempt. So I think it's really – it's kind of tough to say – you got it. Like you, you have to start Ryan Tannehill. He is a top ten. He is a quarterback one. We have to, we have to keep giving reasons to not start t- Ryan Tannehill. Oh, he doesn't throw enough. Uh, oh, they, they have to be efficient. Well, he's actually throwing a lot more this year. Uh, he's had over thirty attempts, three out of five games this year, and he only did that in three out of eleven last year. Yeah, he's definitely a start for me. Yeah, he's doing great. He's doing great. Uh, like I said, AJ Brown, three touchdowns the last two games. His connection is going to keep going uh, with Tannehill. They're great. Um, I'm not too worried, even though their schedule does get a little tougher. Uh, they got, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, their schedule does get a little tougher, uh, like I was saying, but uh, I'm not too worried about them because they do have a great connection. Uh, like I said, they play Pittsburgh, then they have Cincinnati, Chicago, Indianapolis, Baltimore, Indianapolis. And then smooth with Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit. So the next five weeks for Tennessee are going to be a little rough. It's that's going to be a true test for them. Uh, Debo Samuel looks like uh, he's still a wide receiver one for the 49ers. Just wanted to mention him real quick to make sure that uh, everybody is keeping him because he had six for 66 and one had another touchdown again. Should be borderline wide receiver two. What do you say? One all fun fact about those six receptions. Oh, yeah. They were all behind the line of scrimmage. Oh, were they really? Look at that, a yak machine. That's crazy. They just Shanahan does great things with those guys. Julio is back. He didn't really go anywhere, but we did worry about him, like we said. Eight for 137 and two touchdowns. Calm down. You're going to wake the kids up. (laughs) It was exciting. It was sad to see. Calvin Ridley not get those touchdowns, but you know it's nice to see that that Julio's still there and tells everybody he's still elite. Don't doubt Julio. If he's playing, you're starting him. Trey Burton and Hayden Hurst had a little bit of a game. Trey Burton was running the Wildcat for Indianapolis. There's your JT robbery there, uh, Eric. He he should have had that touchdown, but uh, yeah, he took the snap, ran it right in, also caught a touchdown. Trey Burton needs to be added, people. Uh, Hayden Hurst, he. Uh, actually, funny. Trey Burton has run. Um, Trey Burton has the most routes run and target share percentage of all target of all tight ends in Indianapolis since week three. And we know how Philip Rivers likes his tight ends. And uh, Hayden Hurst finally showed up again, scored touchdowns first one since week two. Is he a tight end one the rest of the way? No, not yet. No, currently tight end thirteen. So I just thought. With all the production that Hooper left behind, I just thought I would see more out of him. But, I mean, that whole offense has struggled. So, we'll see. That's true. We'll see. We'll see. I think, uh, yeah, I have to agree with you. He's right there, borderline for me. 
All right, that's going to wrap up those guys. Let's just cover some duds real quick. Josh Allen, two straight weeks, 16 points and 15 points. Are you worried? No. Nope. Not no. worried. Not nope. worried? Nope. Yeah, hopefully they get themselves together. The defense is a little Dable rough. Josh Allen will be fine, and I trust him. Yeah, he's, he seems like one of the kind of guys that uh, is just ready to keep improving every single week and work on all those things they need to do to get better. So uh, more to come with the Bills. Don't worry, guys. Uh, Chenault, a dud. Aaron Rodgers, horrible. Alexander Madison, we talked about him. Kareem Hunt. By, uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he looked like Jordan Love should have been there for a minute. I don't know. He had two. He threw the pick six. And then he threw another touch, another interception on the next drive. I think that was the first time in his career he's ever done that on back-to-back drives. But that was interesting to see from an Aaron Rodgers-led uh, team there. Uh, yeah, Kareem Hunt, Allen Robinson, Juju, Devontae Parker, Mark Andrews, Mike Evans, OBJ, Mike Kosicki threw up another goose Yo, egg. What the heck is going on with him? Man, two great games, two rough games. Not one, po- not one catch? Not one catch. It was very interesting with that one. I, I couldn't believe it with how well they were doing. Uh, I'm not, Cooper I'm not, Cup. Uh, just, I'm not stressing about this week either, though, just because of how low the scoring was, like we talked about earlier. Are you, are you talking about? Are you talking about Gusecki? Just kind of everybody, like all the all the big names, really on the dead list. What about no. what about? Since we're talking about a Miami Dolphin player now with Tua being quarterback, are we? What's going on? What do you guys think about Parker, um, Preston Williams, Gasecki, uh, Miles Gaskin? What do you guys feel there? So I was really surprised by the move because you and I, you know, we were all talking the other day uh, that I, I thought they were just ready to tank. To be honest with you, Fitz was, I thought- Fitz was surprised too. According to him. Yeah, Fitz was surprised, apparently heartbroken, which, you know, he said before the season, you know, you know, he knows Tua is going to be the starter someday, somehow, and he's ready to support it all. But yeah, they, they did this, and I was like, okay, they're three and three. They realize they don't want to go to the playoffs. They want to reset this. And then they came out and they said they're making the switch for competitive reasons. And I'm like, okay, hey. I'm, I'm wrong. So yeah. I like to hear that for fantasy purposes, but. What's Tua going to do? That's 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 the big question. I uh, I'm scared to start a Miami Dolphin player besides uh, Miles Gaskin right now. And I mean Parker's pretty good fantasy wise usually, and you know we talk about Miles or um, the tight end uh, Gusecki. Hmm. You know he can, he can produce some, but I mean we don't know what Tua. This is going to be his first start since that big that since that horrible injury in Alabama hip injury well first the one, off I th- the one thing i want to say is herbert does what herbert's done so far makes it makes me a little bit more i guess at ease that tua will be able to produce as well yeah that's what we can't we can't forget that like tua was a better prospect than herbert would have been the number one potentially if he hadn't gotten injured uh but yeah, you know, back to Gasicki, I'm also not worried with you, too. I mean, Adam Shaheen, he got a touchdown. I think uh, Durham Smith got a touchdown. Like, literally every tight end but Gasicki. So maybe that was just, you know, the way their game plan. But uh, yeah, Tua, you're, you know, you're talking about Gaskin. I'm actually worried about Gaskin with Tua. Are you really? 
Yeah, because the offense in Alabama, if that's what chose to play, he had Jerry Judy, great, great wide receiver. We know that. So maybe he chooses to centrally focus on one wide receiver like he did with Alabama. And uh, maybe that's going to be Devontae Parker. And then maybe his downfield, you know, or downfield could be could be Devontae Parker with Ruggs-ish. And then you'd have uh, Preston Williams maybe becoming his hyper target. But they didn't throw the ball to the running back very often. Uh, don't forget Josh Jacobs came from Alabama. And what was the big worry with Josh Jacobs? He does doesn't catch the ball. Well, but it's not an Alabama offense in Miami. That's that's no, but it's going to be a Tua offense, and that's where Tua thrived. So I mean, I agree with you. I think they should throw the ball, and he's obviously going to run the ball like Fitz runs the ball. Um, I, I personally am, am still at least adding him because, like you said, of how how uh, Burrow and Herbert have done because that offense is looking good with my I had a tour in, a, in, a, in a super flex 34 fab. I just, I dropped everything on them just to just whatever I had, I was, I was getting them. Um, yeah. But I think I'm, I'm a little, I'm opposite with you when it comes to miles Gaskin. I think it's with Tua going in there. I think, I think you're going to see more miles Gaskin in the run game and pass game. I hope so, because you know goal line and uh, goal line him. You know, two might take some of that too. Who knows how he'll be with the hip? Um, it'll be intriguing to see. I think they'll, I think they'll ease him in. I really do. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think they're just going to throw him in there and be like, go throw sixty times like um, Cincinnati did with Burrow. Yeah. yeah. Was it sixty times or fifty times? What was it? Fifty. I think it was, I think it was over sixty. Yeah. That's. that's, that's um, wait, what were you what were you asking? The pass attempts. Yeah, past times. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure over sixty. The one game was the Thursday night yeah. game over sixty. Yeah. Uh, all right, so there's our there's our duds. So we're gonna slide over uh, to another segment real quick. Um, our SS Dreamboat. Talk about some streamers for the week. Eric uh, before he falls asleep. Yeah, I know. We want Eric to to wake up on us over there. Come on now. Research, Eric. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, boys. So let's uh, we're each going to be given a, a streamer for each position: quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Why don't uh, Why don't you get us started, Eric? Uh, do you want me to list all mine or just quarterback? You can go quarterback first. All right. Uh, yeah, mine's Baker Mayfield versus the Bengals. Um, yeah, I think you know he's going to be a little bit healthier, hopefully, from the rib injury, and uh, you know. Joey Burrow's on the other side. He's going to be slinging the ball around. Um, and yeah, I think they're going to be going to be even a potential shootout. I mean, they Bengals have shown they they can put up you know high twenties, you know low thirties in points. So I mean, I could see Baker getting you know a couple touchdowns and throwing for three hundred yards. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's definitely a division game that they need to get right after and show the world that they could be a real team. That's for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Derek Carr. I am excited for what uh, the Raiders can do coming off their bye week, coming off their upset of the Chiefs prior to that. Uh, They lost to the Bills the week before, but Derek Carr has two straight 300-yard games. He's got at least 284 and three out of five. Uh, they, they're home against Tampa Bay. They've had time to prepare. I think they're going to want to try to get out at this game early. They're going to want to throw the ball, and they're going to. It's probably going to be a shootout, just like it was against uh, Kansas City. So, I'm excited for Derek Carr as a streamer this week. I would start him. Uh, 
I would start him over Aaron Rodgers. I would start him over Tom Brady. Uh, I'd start him over Drew Brees. Yeah, Derek Carr. Yeah, and I got Justin Herbert. Uh, he's playing the Jags. I, we just talked about Herbert Howell. You know, he, he's been a pleasant surprise for fantasy this year. He's thrown for nine touchdowns. He's averaging more than 20 fantasy points in his first four games as an NFL starter. Um, in three road games, uh, Jacksonville defense has allowed an average of 22.2 fantasy points to quarterback. So I, I see the trend there that Herbert gets more than 20 fantasy points um, this week. So. Start Herbert if you uh, are in a uh, pickle. Yeah, I'm starting Herbert. That's for sure. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a real, real, real good week uh, this week. So that was a I got, great. I call got Herbert and feline imps also. Yeah. Eric, take us to running backs. Yeah. Um, mine is Jamichael Hasty for the 49ers. They're going up against the Patriots. Um, more so just because with Mostert being out and Hasty came in, he got some carries last week. And, you know, you saw what Jeff Wilson did in there. Even with McKinnon still getting carries, Jeff Wilson was still getting goal line carries and getting touches. So I think uh, if you're in a pinch, Hasty is going to be somebody you can put in there. Do the 49ers just breed running backs? I, they're, they're, it's just their system. Baby. Yeah. It's not, man. I've uh, you really should, though, pick up Tevin Coleman. Take a look at some of your waiver wires. He should be back in maybe a week or two, and there's a chance that uh, Mostert might be a bit of a time. And with that, I'm going to talk about mine real quick. My streamer is Giovanni Bernard. This is a big asterisk next to it, though. It's this if Joe Mixon does not play. If uh, he doesn't play, uh, we just talked, Eric was just talking that they are playing Cleveland. So I think, or uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Giants. So I think he's going to have a, I don't know why. No, I'm sorry. They are playing Cleveland. I was looking at the wrong note. I'm sorry. Um, so I think he's going to have 18 to 20 touches this game. Uh, if not more, he's going to get a heavy workload in uh, the last three years in the games that he's played without Joe Mixon. He's had 18, 13, 19 and 24 PPR points. So at least 18 and three out of those four, and he's had double digits in all of them. So I think he's a lock to get you a uh, really, really, really good stream week uh, and fill in for you. And if Joe Mixon does play, my backup is Boston Scott for the same reasons that I just gave for Bernard, but we already know Miles Sanders is not playing. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I got Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly. Um, Either of them against, you know, against who are they playing uh the jags they're playing the jacks yeah. yeah um but but if if you were to pick between the two go with jackson he's led the chargers running backs and snaps and touches and fancy points since eckler's injury um the jags are struggling to stop the run um they will have the fifth most fancy points to the position and last week their defense surrendered a combined 40 40 points to uh swift and peterson who haven't really done much um uh, on the ground game throughout the season. So, um, yeah, give Justin Jackson a, a look or Joshua Kelly. Cool. And I guess I'll, cool. I'll start us off for wide receiver. How's that sound, boys? Ooh, all right. Take us right over. And the reason I want to start us off is I – semi-apology, Christian Kirk. I'm, you know, I'm not a truther, but um, he, he balled out last week, and um, he – he had uh, 86 yards for two touchdowns against a horrible Dallas D. Um, and 
this is another great matchup for the Cardinals. Uh, they go against Seattle. Their defense has struggled this year. Um, has allowed a league high of 165 yards and most fancy points receivers lined up out wide, which is where Kirk um, plays 84% of his snaps. So, um, or routes. Um, so, yeah, I think Christian Kirk has another great game and grab him while you can before he has two great games and he costs you fed. Yeah, you know me. I love love me some Christian Kirk. Loved him a lot before the season started. I texted Eric. The second Christian Kirk caught that 80 yard, I was like, man, I meant to pick him up in our league before uh, before the Sunday games because I knew he was going to do something and I'd have to spend a lot of fab on him. And guess who's not on my team this week? How much fab so, did he get? Do you know? Uh, no, I never looked. I just saw I didn't get the claim. Um, so I, I also got a little lazy again on waivers this week. So it was tough week, tough week. Um, but I, uh, I did get someone though, Travis Fulgham. We talked about him earlier. Uh, like I said, he had back to back hundred yard games and those games that he had, those were against Baltimore and Pittsburgh. So we talked about all of the wide receivers, uh, and Jack, Zach Ertz, that's going to be missing now, Miles Sanders, uh, and I, I don't know necessarily where James Bradbury is going to be going. Uh, they are playing the Giants, sorry. So I don't know where James Bradbury is going to be. I don't necessarily know if he'll be shadowing Fulgham. He might go after Greg Ward. Uh, but regardless, he's going to get 10-plus targets again. So I think Fulgham's going to be a good stream. What would you say? Is this tomorrow's game, Thursday's game? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, yes. It is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. This is uh, today's – yeah, tonight's game. As, uh, we are recording on Wednesday, but, yeah, tonight – uh yeah so eric your your stream yeah mine is uh kind of a surprising guy who's been pretty good this year is tim patrick uh they're going up broncos are going up against the chiefs so this is another one that you know it could be a shootout they're they're gonna have to throw to be catching up to pat mahomes and the chiefs there so you know if you look at what he's been doing he's got over 300 yards and two touchdowns on the year so far he's you know, he's playing pretty good. He had four catches for 100, yard, 100 yards uh, last week, so eight eight targets, I believe he had. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I don't he see how he doesn't get work here. Was that? He drew Locke and had Denver offense to score some touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. They're going to have to this week going up against the Chiefs, so. Yeah, you got that right. Keaton, who's your tight end stream? For tight end, I got Dalton Schultz uh, from the Dallas Cowboys, yes. <laughs> and uh, they're playing the Washington football team. Um, he's emerged as a, a great fantasy starter since the absence of uh, Blake Jarwin. Um, he's tied for fifth among tight ends in target since week two. Um, he's, he's in a good spot to produce this week, too, even with um, Dalton Ed as the quarterback. Um he goes up against a Washington defense that's surrendered five touchdowns and six most points in, to tight end so far this year. Uh, the I believe Washington has allowed four tight ends to score more than ten points this year. Um, I I would have to double check that, um, but I I'm I'm pretty sure that that they have you know they're, they're horrible covering tight ends. So go with Dalton Schultz this, this week. Yeah, yeah, I know we. So, uh, it, that now that I'm looking at my notes here, that included a uh, Gerald Everett 13 point performance, not a Tyler Higby performance in Week Five. So little, little uh, 
punch at air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna come around for Higby. It's going. <laughs> I hope. I hope. Uh, but my my Talk about my streamer, streamer from last week. Oh, there you go. I say you took Was my it? streamer from last week. Keep it going. Oh, you had Hooper last week. Yeah, I did. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, yeah, Austin Hooper uh, going up against the Bengals. You know, they're 24th against tight ends right now. Um, and it goes with my streamer, Baker. You know, I think they're going to I think they're gonna have a good game. I, they, they need to come out and show that. I mean, they, they have to beat the Bengals here. And, you know, they're not getting it done on the ground once Chubb went down. So I, I think they, they're going to have to, you know, rely on OBJ and rely on Austin Hooper in that pass game and come out with a win here yeah i think that's uh i think that's gonna be a pretty good one you know like i said i talked about hooper last week and uh great by low candidate uh he's just getting a lot of a lot of the targets uh so i'm gonna talk about uh my tight end here to end our stream boat and it's gonna be eric ebron and he's gonna have to have a bounce back week uh had a season low nine yards last week and I think that was more of a proponent of, like we said earlier, Big Ben just wasn't throwing a bit. He only had 22 pass attempts last week, and they just they weren't needed. They won the game 38-7. to They started out hot. The run game was heavy. They're at Tennessee this week. They're going to need to keep throwing, I think. I believe Tennessee is going to want to try and run the ball and control the game. So uh, Pittsburgh is going to want to probably try to come out hot, and I think that uh, there's a good chance he can get a touchdown. Tennessee uh, allows the 10th most receiving yards to the position, almost 68 a game. So I think there's a chance that Eric Ebron can get you five catches, maybe in the 40-50 range and a touchdown. If he gets five catches, he's guaranteed a touchdown. He's a touchdown machine in the red zone. Exactly. Well, that's exactly what it is. That's why they love him. And the last time he had five catches, he had 43 yards, which was the game before last. And then before that, he had five catches for 52 yards and a touchdown. So I think that, uh, and that was against Houston where they were somewhat in a shootout. So I think that's going to be pretty similar. Uh, and then he's got a very, very favorable schedule the rest of the season. So he might be somebody that you can keep uh, on your team if you've been streaming for the whole season. Listen, listen to this. He's got Cleveland. I don't know. I'm sorry. We're playing. Well, obviously he's got, he just had Cleveland. He's got Tennessee at Baltimore, Dallas, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Baltimore, Washington, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. None of those are any, any higher uh, than 20th at the position for how, for how well they are against tight ends. So I think that he's going to be a great guy to, to possibly keep moving forward. All right. That ends our, uh, our stream boat segment. Just want to split it up here real quick and add uh, a quick question here for a couple of drops. So just tell me yes or no if you're going to drop these guys. Brandon Ayuk. Yes. Yeah. Randall Cobb. Yes. Yes. Malcolm Brown. Yes. Really? Okay. Cam Akers. No. No. Marvin Jones. Yes. Mark Ingram. Oh, sorry, I skipped you, Eric. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe. If, if you have a roster spot, I hold on to Jones for now. Ingram. Yeah, you could drop him. Yeah. That's my thought. Yes, you can drop him. T.Y. Hilton is yet to post a double-digit day in half PPR. Only He's averaging less than six points. Per, per game, just around nine for PPR. Are you, are you dropping T.Y. Hilton? Drop. He's, been, he's been dropped two weeks ago. 
<laughs> I feel like I asked it last week too, and yeah. you said the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Nikhil Harry. Uh, he's five weeks ago. <laughs> five, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I just I just had to get through some of that. Um, I want to talk about some quick ads. Double check your waiver wires. JD McKissick's got uh, 19 catches in the last three games. Marcus Johnson or Zach Pascal for the Indianapolis Colts. Adam Humphreys, he has at least six or seven targets in uh, each of the last four games. Tim Patrick's back-to-back 100-yard games. You really need to keep him added for Denver. Keelan Cole had a really good game for Jacksonville. Probably just a one-time wonder. I'd, I'd rely more on Chenault and DJ Chark. Prashad Perriman, Darren Fells, Austin Hooper, and Cole Komet. So keep an eye out for a lot of those guys uh, because they're uh, starting to produce. So from there, I think we're going to wrap it up here with our stressed and impressed for week seven. I just, every week we're going down. I can't keep, I can't, I can't understand how we're already just getting into each week every single time. It's just flying by. Uh, We're already almost halfway through the season. Uh, I just want to, uh, I get sick thinking about it. It's so exciting at the same time. Yeah, disgust is a good word for it. Um, all right, man. So let's start. Uh, let's start with our impresses. Keenan, get us going. All right. Um, the first one I got is Todd Gurley uh, playing with the Lions. He's uh, currently RB twenty-one, uh, but he scored more than uh, nineteen points in two of the last three games. He's definitely worth at least a flex position every week moving forward. Um, especially this week, the Lions have allowed the six most fancy points in, to running backs this season and the fourth most rushing yards. So Todd Gurley is definitely a impress for me. Um, the second one is Kareem Hunt versus the Bengals. I know he had a bad week last week. Uh, congratulations, Antonio. You got one uh, stress right. Um, <laughs> but um, you can't have a good week every week, but um, Hunt will get back on track against that week uh, Bengals D. The Bengals have allowed the fifth most uh, yards per game to running backs this season and um, still no uh, Chubb. So, and Johnson has not been uh, what we thought or what Antonio thought he was going to be. Um, right, Antonio? Who was that? Johnson. Yeah, right. Right. Oh, dearness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, nobody's doing well right now. And. <laughs> And then my last one, I'm going to go with Tyler Boyd. I know he had a bad game last week. Uh, he's playing the Browns this week. Um, he's had at least five receptions for 50 yards in the four of the last five games. He did well against the Browns last time they played, go, going for 20 uh, fancy points. Um, the Browns have also allowed the fourth most receiving yards per game this year. So I, I'm all in on him this week, and I'm all in on um, uh, Green going back to his struggling ways. Yeah, I like that because Boyd actually he had a pretty good game, and in the end of that game, he should have had it was like a fifteen or twenty yard touchdown, but he had a, a defender had pass interference called. So, um, he he like from what I I think from if I'm remembering it right, he like held Boyd's arm. He he either stopped Boyd or held his arm, but it it would it would have been easily catchable. Oh, okay. But, he didn't catch the ball. Okay. No, he didn't catch the ball, but he he could have caught it if the pass interference didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And it would which been, I think led to it the would have Bernard. been a touchdown. Yeah, it led, led to, it led to the touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. So he could have been had had a much better game too. Yeah. But I like that. All right, man. I'll I'll yeah. go to my my impressions here. Um, my first one is Kenny Galladay versus the Falcons. I think he's gonna. 
legit potentially be just the number one wide receiver on the week in this one. Um, if, if he can beat out Kelvin Ridley or Julio on the other side, um, this one is just, it's probably going to be a shootout. Uh, you know, the Falcons look like they're going to be rolling with, with Julio healthy. Um, and, and yeah, Kenny Galladay, he, he, he's back after his injury, but he hasn't really, you know, lit the world on fire. He needs to have, a, you know, over 100 yards and a touchdown, which I think he can do in this one. Uh, and then my second one is Terry McLaurin. Uh, he's going to rebound and have a good game against that weak Dallas defense. Uh, you know, I think I think that offense, Dallas offense is going to rebound as well and try and, you know, really get their pass game going. So, um, yeah, I think Washington's going to have to throw a little bit to kind of keep up with that. And then my third one is James Conner versus the Titans. Uh, this one is, you know, th- these are the two undefeated teams right now in the league. And I'm, are they the only two undefeated ones right now? Anyone know? No, I think there's four. Four? Okay. Seattle's one. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they're down to three now because Kansas City is not. Yeah, but, but either way, I think uh, – you know, both both teams are going to be, you know, making sure they're not having any stupid mistakes in this one. They're going to not make sure they're not turning the ball over. I think they're going to, both sides are going to be relying on their run game in, in this one. Um, it's going to be a, a defensive battle, and you know, I think I think James Conner's going to, providing he stays healthy, he's going to come out with a, a good game here. Yeah, they're down to they're down to three uh, undefeated teams. Wow, uh, soon to be two. All right. Was that all of your impresses? Yes, it was. Yep. Cool. All right. So I'm going to talk about mine real quick here. My first one, I've been talking about him, Brandon Cooks. I said two weeks ago he was going to have a good week before his little breakout of the 8 161 and a touchdown. Uh, and then he repeated it with nine catches for 68 yards and then another touchdown. So he's got 21 targets the last two games. The first four weeks, in Houston with, with Bill O'Brien, he had only a 17% target share, had only uh, 21 targets in those first four games, right? Now he is up to 29% in the last two weeks and has 21 targets. He has as many as he did in the first four games. I think Brandon Cooks is coming around. I think Brandon Cooks is going to have his fourth team that he catches or that he eclipses 1,000 receiving yards on. Kind of just insane to think about. Second one. Stephon Diggs, this is a get-right game for Stephon Diggs. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, how is this an impressed? Stephon Diggs is one of the top wide receivers. Well, I'm telling you right now, Stephon Diggs is going to be the wide receiver one this week. He's going to have his best game of the season, which so far it's been 32 points, eight catches for 153 yards and a touchdown. He's going to, I think he's going to eclipse that. Like I said, it's a get-right game. The Bills have gone, have lost their last two. Josh Allen is frustrated. And I think they're just going to come out and throw like crazy. He's had at least 86 yards or a touchdown in every single game. And he's just somebody that you, you, you start with just the confidence that he's helping to be a week winner. My third one. I've also been talking about this player a bit. David Montgomery. D Mont himself. On Twitter. 
talking about. Uh, yeah, I was talking about him on Twitter uh, yesterday, and you know, I just looking more and more, he's not the same player he was last year. He really isn't. He looks slimmer. Yeah, he looks like he's quicker. He's been able to cut uh, on a way better pace. He's just he's just doing so many good things right now. I mean, not not efficiency wise as far as running the ball, but like just watching him run because that offensive line just sucks. Uh, but just watching him run, you just can see it's a completely different player than it was in his rookie season. And he's only got one game with less than 13 touches this year. And since Tariq Cohen was injured in week three, he's had at least 10 points, 10 PPR points uh, the last three weeks. And he has 13 catches. So he's getting the work. He is now the workhorse for Chicago. Uh, I'm not saying that's necessarily the most amazing rule, but he's going to get 15 plus touches and he has a good shot at a touchdown. Uh, the Rams are allowing four and a half yards per carry. And I think they're going to need to throw the ball a lot. So whether that touchdown is through the air or on the ground, I think he's going to get it. That's going to run through my impresses. And uh, what I think I'm going to do right before I switch us over here to our stresses is I have to toot my horn on our stresses from last week. Like you said, Keenan, I did call Kareem Hunt. I did call Kareem Hunt's horrible week. I also called Terry McLaurin's. Well, he was seven for 74, so that wasn't too bad, but he did a lot of that near the end of the fourth quarter. But I also called Allen Robinson his four catch and 40 yard week. So I felt pretty good about those three stresses. Uh, Obviously we want to reiterate our stresses aren't necessarily a sit. It's, players that we are stressing about truly stressing that they will not perform to maybe where they've been performing, or this is going to be that down week for them uh, that maybe you haven't had in a little bit. So well, I mean, I'll start your own horn. How did uh, your uh, impresses do last week? Uh, they actually did well too. So I had AJ Brown, LaVisca, Chenault, James Connor. We obviously know Chenault didn't, but Connor got hundred yards and a touchdown and AJ Brown had six, 70 yards and two touchdowns. I'm looking at it. Chenault's disappointing me, though. He really is. I, I hate. I was watching that game, though, and Minshew just looked horrible. He forced everything to Chark. 14 targets for Chark. That was just unnecessary. Um, and then Keelan Cole, he was just a product of being open, making some good moves, um, and taking advantage of that, that third cornerback or, or safety matchup. So, I'm looking my at stress is, oh, yeah. What are you looking at? Well done. We Everyone did pretty good again. Yeah, we did have another good week. We did have another good week. Yeah. Uh, so my stress is I'm going to start us off with uh, with Robert Woods. Uh, kind of a, a big reason being the Bears' defense has been kind of has been scary. They've only allowed one one touchdown to a wide receiver all season, uh, and and Robert Woods has been very um, worrisome. I guess uh, the touchdown that he had last week was I'm sorry the touchdown that he had. Uh, why am I blanking? Yeah, no, no. Sorry. Yes, two weeks ago. The touchdown he had two weeks ago was a 50-plus yard touchdown. Other than that, he only had like 20 yards. Last week, he only had four catches for 29 yards, but he got the touchdown. Now, he saw the most targets he's seen all season, but he's playing – he played against San Francisco. Then he played against Washington. I, I don't think it's – he's just had a very, very very rough stretch of games, and I, and I think a lot of other proponent too is Jared Goff has not been playing the best. Uh, with their matchups. So as I said, Chicago's do, doing really well against uh, against defenses. They're along just under 200 yards a game. Uh, I think I think the on the road they're going to struggle a little bit. The Rams and uh, Robert Woods. <laughs> if he gets you a touchdown, he's probably going to get you 30 yards again, kind of like last week. You'll be happy with that, but um, don't expect you know 20 plus points. My second one's Ryan Tannehill. 
uh eric you were kind of just you want to start them every week hey i know i i know but like we just said this isn't necessarily a sit but i'm i'm on the fence I think you got to start. You got to start Tanhill because you got to start him. But the way I'm seeing it this week, uh, like you said, it's going to be a defensive struggle. I think Tennessee is going to try to run the ball to control the game. I think it's one of those games Tannehill's not throwing more than 25 pass attempts. So you're sitting there expecting him to have high efficiency uh, and high yards per target, which I I don't know if he's going to do that because that's not necessarily what the Steelers allowed. They haven't allowed a 300 yard passer yet. They have allowed four 250 yard passers though, but when I looked at the game script for a lot of those, those teams were down right away against the Steelers. So they had to pass. I don't know necessarily that Tennessee is going to be the team to do that. Um, it might be a closer game than we think. Um, so I, but I do think Tannehill might get, you know, a 200 yard, one touchdown week, two touchdown week. Um, my third one, Amari Cooper. If you look at the stat sheet, from uh from the game it looks like amari cooper had a a good week uh last week right he had 20.9 points he had 10 targets seven catches 79 yards and a touchdown sorry seven catches 79 yards and a touchdown but a lot of that was late in the game Uh, i want to say he didn't have his first catch till early second quarter i think he started the half coming in with only two catches uh obviously they were behind the majority of the game and they looked very rough but uh, I don't think that's coming this week uh, against Washington. Washington's been doing well. They actually allow uh, the third most, third least uh, amount of yards, and they're at Washington. And they, Andy Dalton has so many other options. So if they're going to be up and winning against Washington, they're probably going to lean on Zeke. I just don't know if Amari is going to have the best of weeks. Uh, might be more like his uh, week against the Giants where he had four points. All right, I'm done with my stresses. Again, Keenan, sorry to interrupt. To reiterate, you're not going to sit Amari Cooper. You got to play him. But I have, I, I, if you want to sit him, you got some some pairs, my friend. But you could sit Ryan Tannehill for sure. Um, yeah, if you you probably have better options because he's a streaming quarterback. So you're right. You probably can sit Tannehill. Yeah. And I would. I, I am sitting Tannehill for. I I have Goff and Tannehill. And, I, and I'm starting golf. Unfortunately. I, I was going to say that. Would you rather start golf or Tannehill this week? Uh, I just, I, I, I just don't trust the fact that, like I said, Tannehill is going to throw enough. He, if Henry can do his thing, I don't know. Um, but I am starting golf as of this moment. Yeah. But again, the same thing though, they're both low end quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> so that's why I would probably be sitting them for other quarterbacks. I just don't know if I'm going to attack the waiver just yet. Cause I don't want to let him go. But, uh, Eric, let's talk about your stresses. All right. Um, and my first one, you know, it's, it's Allen Robinson. Um, I know he had a bad game last week also, but they're going up against the Rams this week, who I believe are number one against wide receivers. You know, they got Jalen Ramsey there. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I just don't see how he, he's going to have, you know, a much better week than he had last week. Uh, and then my, my second one is Kenyon Drake, who just had a monster game. Uh, he's going up against the Seahawks, who are actually top six against running backs this this uh, season so far. Uh, not only that, it's just you know going up against the Seahawks, I, they're going to be ha- they're going to have to throw to be to be keeping up with them. Um, so I just I don't I don't know how many how many carries he's actually going to get, 
how exactly that's going to shake out. Uh, then my third one is Jared Cook. You know, the Panthers have been very good against tight ends this year. You know, they just shut down Jimmy Graham last last week. Uh, and, yeah, you know, Michael Thomas is going to be back or should be back depending on what's going on there. So yeah, I, I think he's gonna he's gonna struggle a little bit this week. So I, I guess I'll bring us home, huh, guys? Um, for me, um, we talked about this guy, um, Damian Harris. We talked about him possibly being a the New England starter, but I guess Belichick's back to his old ways. Um, they're they're playing the 49ers. Uh, Harris has only played twenty percent of snaps last last week. Um, that was the third most among the among the three Patriots running backs. Um, also, he had one target in, in the last two games. That's not that's not going to cut it for fantasy. And even even without all that, the 49ers, even with all that being said, the 49ers have allowed the fewest uh, fantasy points per per game to running backs this season, and they allowed only one top 15 running back this season. If you're going to start a Patriots running back, start James White. Looks like he's back to um, his his great uh, fancy numbers. Um, great PPR running back, as you know. Um, my second guy is going to be DJ Moore uh, versus the Saints. You know, he was he had the most targets this past week, guys, um, for the for the Panthers uh, this past Sunday. However, he dropped some passes. Him and Bridgewater are just not on the same page. Looks like it. Uh, um, honestly, he could have won or even put or put. The, put uh, the Panthers in a position to win that game. If it wasn't for a couple of mistakes and drops that he made. Um, he's just not consistent this year. I don't know what's going on. Um, he's had one game with 20 uh, fantasy points and he's only scored one touchdown so far this year. And to, and to add on to the bad news, the saints have allowed the fewest receptions per game to wide receivers this year. So I see DJ Moore struggles continue. Um, last one, um, Hayden Hurst. He's playing the Lions. I know the Lions have a tough. All right, their defense run or pass defense isn't as great. At, um, isn't one of the best in the league. That's what I'm trying to say here. But um, Hayden Hurst is currently he's a tight end, 17 in the position. Um, and I talked about it that I'm surprised that he hasn't stepped up as much as as much as we thought he would this past offseason. He's had less than five targets in four straight games. And surprisingly enough, the Alliance have allowed the second fewest points to tight ends this season. Um, their defense, their past defense has struggled, but it's mostly to wide receivers. Um, the Lions defense um, is great at covering tight ends. So I see Hayden Hurst being a tight end. He's tight end 13, excuse me, I, this year. But I see Hayden Hurst struggling, just con- continuing his struggles this week. All right, guys, that's uh, that's some pretty good stresses and impresses again. That's going to wrap the show up. Kind of flew by for us. I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but uh, time kind of flew there. Last well, um, week, huh? Yeah, a little, little shorter than last week, and we're just going to try to get a little bit shorter each week. We're we're going to try and uh, keep it right around an hour. Um, I know again, just went a little over, but I mean, we love to talk football. We get to do it once a week. You know, eventually it's going to start getting more. That's for sure. But uh, it's something that's uh, just a lot of fun. And we want to be able to interact and talk with all you listeners. So make sure you're interacting with us on Twitter. We're going to start being a bit more vocal on Sundays as well. Uh, Make sure you're all getting uh, a lot of the information out there. So make sure, like I said, to follow us at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. 
Uh, you can find me at Antonio Denisi FF. You can find Keenan at Keenan underscore seven one six. You can find Eric at Eric D underscore FF. Uh, like we said before, make sure to check us out on YouTube. Subscribe there, uh, and you can get us uh, any anywhere else you want. Man, S- submit a lineup on Twitter. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to review those and go over and make some improvements for you. But uh, yeah, I think that wraps up everything, huh? You guys got anything to close out? No, just uh, good luck to everyone. This is, I know I said this last week, um, another big week, making that final stretch towards the playoffs. We're at the halfway point now, finally, right? That we are. Minnesota, Indy, Miami, Baltimore with your bye week team. So the bye weeks are really getting into the weeds and we're trying to get around it and dealing with the injuries and dealing with COVID and the biggest thing this season, man, just try to have fun because you're going to keep dealing with a lot of things. If you haven't yet, man, just keep knocking on wood because eventually you will. Unfortunately, it's just that kind of year. But, yeah, good luck this week. It's going to be uh, going to be a good one. And with that, Mafia out.